0: Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me once again from his palatial spot inside the internet, is Dan Schiffmacher. Dan, how are you? I'm doing well.
1: Internet's treating me well.
0: Dan, you were so kind to join me last week to talk about uh, uh, home improvement, uh, (laughs) (laughs) among other things. And uh, I wanted to have you back on because we haven't talked much about the games we've been playing. So, uh, hey Dan, what you playing?
1: You know, I I, I picked up I went on vacation a few weeks ago and uh, I always like to pick up a small indie game to play when i'm you know just to check it out and so i picked up gato robato have you
0: heard about this game yeah I've, I've heard about this game uh it's like a metroidvania style game right? it is
1: it's got a very like game boy-esque type of graphics um it's, it's it's a short game it's like five hours um it's you're you're uh, so it's a metroidvania style game you're you're a pilot, you know, crashes a thing into a thing, you have to go a planet and you have to investigate, but the pilot gets stuck in the, in the ship and so you're, you are his cat, and you run around as, as a cat, and then you get into a mech suit, and then you, and you, you know, you kind of unlock upgrades and, and all sorts of stuff and there's certain parts of the maps that only the cat can get access to, and so it's kind of got that little gameplay element of this animal thing, and throughout the game, like your enemy is kind of a mouse, so you're <laughs> facing a mouse who also fa- happens to find like a mech suit, and so it's it's a a little more to it but, than that. But it's it's a it's a cool game, and there might even like they kind of left it a little bit open ended at the end. But I think it'd be really cool to see where they take it. But it's you know it's a, it's a it's only like six bucks. It's it's a I got I'm playing on Switch, um, and it's. Uh, it was fun it was a fun game to, uh, to play and it had some good, some good writing and some good moments too so really enjoyed it so that and i've also been playing uh box boy and box girl
0: and uh is that on the 3ds or are you playing that on the, that's switch? the
1: switch that's the one for the switch i think I, I i when the 3ds i was really into that game when the three when, the, when they came out for the 3ds it was like box boy and it was like box box boy then it was bye bye box boy <laughs> And then this one's just called Box Boy and Box Girl. So I've been playing that here and there to do, uh, yeah, to do some um, just light puzzle work. You know, I, I for some reason really love the simplicity of those games, and the puzzles are some are hard, but some you know are relatively good to figure out. So those are the two kind of main things um, I've been playing. Now you work remotely. Is that correct? That is correct. I work. Yeah, my my. I work remotely right now for a job in Chicago um, that I had. Uh, but uh, so I'm I'm always home.
0: I guess what I'm wondering is uh, when do you find time to play the switch? Do you just like play in bed or just like on your couch or how do you play? Yeah, sometimes.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a good
0: point. I, um,
1: I'll play on the weekends. Um, but I think after, you know, cause I do freelance work for other companies. So I'll do at my computer all the time. So I'll like work during the day, normal job, take a break, play a little, you know, watch a show, a TV show or play, play some games or something. Or sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'll play a little bit, but I think majority of the time will be, is like eat like weekends is, is when I. Get a chance to play.
0: I was just wondering, yeah, because of the flexibility of the Switch. I mean, normally I play like either on a commute or if I'm taking a trip. Like you were probably playing on your vacation. Yeah, game. I
1: played on my vacation, um, and I actually, I flew a lot in the end of, and I got a, a flight coming up in September here. Um, so, like, I love the Switch for that to be able to play um, to, to continue a game that you know it's a bigger game and stuff like that. I once played Doom on the on an airplane. <laughs> And uh that's a that's an experience. <laughs> as the plane was landing, dooms an intense game. So to to play that, you know, um big game and get that done was it was it was a lot of fun and yeah, that's why I, I props to the switch for that. Um but yeah, I love bringing it in and playing it. I used to I played it occasionally on the train when I was in Chicago, but um uh yeah, I definitely love it. it's traveling in airports and stuff like that. It's perfect.
0: Any other games you've been up to lately or?
1: Um I play a little Smash Brothers here and there, played with Hero.
0: Yeah, so how's that he, been? You know, I
1: didn't I was like, oh man, another sword fighter, but he's so different. He's got like an attack that's kind of like a peak you know, Pikachu's lightning down B. So he has kinda of that kind of attack and he has a charge up attack, kinda of like I, I love Samus. Samus is my main um that I play with. And so he's kinda of got that. And then he also has um a series of, like, those, series of those, like, extra power things, and he's a, he's a really interesting character, I didn't think I was going to like him at all, because he was just, like a sword fighter, but the way that they did it, um, he's got the sword, he's got kind of a charge-up shot, and that's kind of what I usually use with timing and stuff, so, it was, um, you know, I'll jump back and forth between Samus and, now, Hero. Hero's quickly becoming one of my favorite, uh, my favorite, um, players, I, I don't know if I'm going to like Banjo, um, as much, but, you know that's uh I, I do I do like hero
0: yeah it wasn't there a bit of a controversy around hero because one of his attacks is super random
1: he has well so like his his uh he, yeah one of his taxes he pulls up he pulls up, a, like, his, I think it's his down B, he pulls up five different, like, things that he can do. A list of five things, so you have to select, and then you select it, and it's random every time. There's probably, like, 20 different things that he can do in that one down B, but you have to select it. One of them is a kamikaze, one of them is, like, a stat boost, one of them is, like, uh, you know, these crazy, like, sword slashes, and one's a super jump. So, like, there's a lot of, it's random, but you kind of have to get, like, a handle on how quick you can do that before somebody hits you, because as you're selecting through there, you know, you can easily be hit. So, um, yeah, I feel like that could be a controversy, because those he's pretty powerful, all things considered.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of relieved, because I like it having a couple characters where people who aren't familiar with the game don't know what character to pick among the 80 or so characters. You can just be like, here, pick this one, and you'll do some wacky stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a hero, and he can also be a solid uh, competitive player too. I don't know if they're putting him in competitions now because he's so new, but um, yeah, he's pretty cool.
0: So yeah, Dan, uh, lately I've tried two older survival horror games, and those games are Resident Evil Zero and Fatal Frame. I never played Resident Evil Zero. I had played. I played most of them, but
1: Resident Evil Zero I never got a chance to play. It was originally for the GameCube, I think, right?
0: That's right. Yes, originally it came out for the GameCube. It was like a first to GameCube, and then it like got ported elsewhere maybe afterward, or maybe it just it wasn't until like the 360 or the PS3 that I got ported off the that system. And uh, it's uh, you know based on the Zero. It's a prequel to the original Resident Evil. It follows. Rebecca Chambers, who is one of the stars team members and like her adventure and like what she was doing just prior to the events of the first game. Okay. Uh so it's a you know, a survival horror game just like all the others. The the wrinkles here the well the main one is that you are playing with a second character. And this is you know, and of course in Resident Evil Five that was like the big gimmick is you had your partner, Shiva Alamar, she was with you all the time. Uh, here you have this uh, this dude, this ex-convict dude, or I guess he's a current convict, that is uh, teaming up with you. And so he will follow you around or you can kind of like swap between the two characters and have like one run off to one place, have the other run off to another place. And like when they're not on screen, they'll do stuff too. They can like take their own actions and do their own things. And a lot of the time you'll have to do special tasks as one character and then the other character will have to take care of things elsewhere. Like early on, uh Rebecca, like she, so you're starting the game on a train and you, Rebecca like gets stuck in a room and Billy, I think the guy's name is Billy, he has to go to like the other end of the train to find a key and then he can uh bring the key back and give it to, Rebecca. Oh, no, sorry. It was even sillier than that. So Rebecca gets trapped in this room, and the uh, door, the The statement when you inspect the door is, you need something sharp to open this door. And so I was like, oh, well, the other guy has a knife. So there is this dumbwaiter. You can put the knife on the dumbwaiter, give it to Rebecca, and she can get out that way. The knife was too big for the dumbwaiter.
1: The knife is too big for the dumbwaiter?
0: That's what they said. The game is like, oh, this is too big. So I had to go to the other end of the the train to find a screwdriver and pick up the screwdriver. And then on the way back, I fought a giant scorpion. And I used my knife to knife the scorpion to death. I think I remember that. I, th- I remember watching gameplay, and I think I might have played
1: a demo or something. I do remember the, the scorp. I think it was a scorpion or some something that attacks the giant in the train. I remember the train.
0: That was pretty early on, so I could I could see that being the case because that's like in the first hour or two of gameplay where you're doing that. And then once you've killed the scorpion, then you can hand a screwdriver to Rebecca to have her escape. So I think, you know, that's typical Resident Evil logic right there. So if you're okay with that, then you might like this game.
1: Well, I was going to say, I, I like I remember these old games, like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 were all kind of like this. In the remake of 2, do they still kind of have that logic
0: there? 2 does still have some of that logic, but it is a lot better about a a few different things first of all just it's easier to move around in the environment like the environments are better designed for you to like get around and they do smart things with the map where anytime you go into a room basically it'll mark on your map like the things you can pick up and then if you have picked up everything in a room it'll like highlight that room so you know okay I don't have to do anything else in that room
1: oh okay that's cool
0: i like it i like it a lot i think it's a uh, uh, makes the game a lot less punishing when you don't have to let go and press x next to every wall to make sure you haven't like it feels like we're gradually moving away from that philosophy in games even like in the investigative games i'll play usually the characters will be like okay well i found everything in this room i don't really need to be in here right now
1: yeah and it gives you a better sense of completion like, I thought I got everything and got to Roboto. Like, I was trying to complete it, and I was 97% complete. I'm like, what? So I missed, like, one health thing or something. But it, beneficial, though. I do see the benefit of, of that in, in the rest of the games. No, so do you like Zero?
0: Ah, uh, I got, like, two or three hours in. I got off the train. I got to, like, the where the meat of the game takes place, which is this other mansion in the wilderness, which is where the i'm not kidding umbrella held their like executive training that's the that's the uh, thing they say about like where you are is like oh all the umbrella people came here to train i guess i just found the game a little tedious it's a it's a hard game and one of the things that they do with uh zero is that you don't get item boxes instead you have to like use the inventories of both characters to like kind of carry around your items creatively and like if you just don't have room for something but you want to hang on to it you can like drop it on the ground and leave it there and come back for it but that's you know involves a lot of like backtracking you just
1: drop it and it stays there throughout the whole game
0: yes some items you can't drop but most of the items you can just like drop on the ground and leave them there so like for example in the save room you'll find like you know the typewriters so i'd like if I knew I was gonna be coming back that way, like I'll drop my ink ribbons there, and then I'll pick them up on the way back.
1: That's interesting. Why not just make an item box if they're gonna let you drop everything like in a pile near you know, in a room anyway?
0: This might be apocryphal, but the reason I read is they were trying to design a more difficult Resident Evil compared to some of the others, and so that's why they got rid of the item boxes.
1: I don't remember it getting like rave reviews, like when it was Yeah.
0: It, it it did okay you know it's got like a metacritic score of like 80 okay it's
1: better than better than six
0: yeah better than six uh few resident evil games were as bad or as unusual as six
1: yeah i remember my favorite i didn't beat the game but i remember the leon part of six was like really cool because it was more back to the horror um stuff you know
0: All right, well, you know, I'll give that some uh, consideration in the future. I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil franchise, but I probably won't be picking up Zero again. I'm probably uh, done with that one, at least for the foreseeable future.
1: Understandable. What else are you playing?
0: I'm also playing uh, Fatal Frame. So Fatal Frame is another survival horror game where, uh, in this one, you are just this kind of average person walking in a haunted house out in like the, the sticks in Japan and you use your camera and your family's innate spiritual power to repel evil spirits by taking photos of them with your camera yeah at first I thought this game was awesome I was like this is the horror version of Pokemon Snap why did I never play this game before system? This, this like sorry. uh I was playing it on the Xbox. It was originally a PS2 game, and it's available digitally on the PS3 uh, through uh, the PlayStation network. But uh, there's a an, up, like an improved version that was out on uh, Xbox, so I, I played it there that way. I think there,
1: there's a version of it. I feel like...
0: I've,
1: I know that Fatal Frame shows up in Smash Brothers. Um.
0: Yes, that's true. There is uh, some like character that shows up as a sticker for uh, for Fatal Frame.
1: Oh, okay, and there was one for Wii U.
0: Yes, there was a Fatal Frame game for
1: the Wii U. Okay, I remember there being some sort of Nintendo release at some point. but.
0: And it, it, it starts off really good. I, I was really having a good time like unraveling the mystery of this uh, haunted house. And uh, it didn't control two per too sharply, but I felt like it was kind of fair mostly. I was I was having an okay time with it, like getting the ghosts. Cause like you have to when you when the ghost comes out, you have your regular walking around view. Then you have to go into first person mode to use the camera. Then you have to hold the ghost in like the center of the frame. You have to take a good picture of the ghost oh, so guy, for okay. it to count. Yeah, so
1: this is Pokemon. That's interesting.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you have to like keep it in the center of the shot. You have to do the timing right on the on it. And if you don't, then you'll it'll like attack you and deal damage. And just gradually after the first couple hours, it felt like the ghosts got harder and harder and harder like they just would be very elusive. It takes a while for your photometer, basically, to charge up. Like, you have to let it build up, and then you can take the the photo to deal the damage. And you would need to do that three or four times, and the ghosts could, like, be very nimble and hit you, and you weren't always very uh, nimble yourself. And sometimes your character, like, would get caught on surfaces and stuff, and it just became really frustrating to get into any of the encounters with the ghosts. And just at that point, I was like, well, I want to know more about where this game goes, but it feels like I'm going to get too frustrated trying to uh get past some of these challenges. So I so I kind of gave up.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And uh yeah, it's too bad. It like it just it's got a really really good atmosphere. The, the moodiness of the graphics and like the, the audio is on point. The, the voice acting, maybe not so much. This was a game where the uh, recording was done you know, 15 years ago, the, the budget maybe not so big. And uh, I was just really there was just a point where I was like fighting this monster and I lost over and over and over again. I didn't really have like any different tactics I could use. I couldn't you can't like go and grind. You you your camera does level up over time. You can get more points and put more points into it, but there's not really a place where you can go and grind for levels or anything. So it's like, I have to just do this fight better, or I can't advance. <laughs> and uh, I I did it, and I was like, well, okay, maybe we can just like get past it. Maybe that was just like a boss. And I came to realize that the this monster was just like. That was introducing a new type of monster. I was going to see that monster a bunch more times because it showed up like twice more after that. So I knew just like, okay, uh, I'm not having fun anymore and I'm going to continue not having fun. So we have to cut our losses here. It's too bad. It's, uh, it's not a fun feeling when you're trying to enjoy a game, but you know, you have to be mindful of your time and whether it's giving you joy or not. And uh, just got to take care of that.
1: Further than uh, Resident Evil Zero, I guess, right?
0: Yes, that's true. And I would say I was enjoying Fatal Frame more than Resident Evil Zero too. Uh, I, I had a similar experience uh, playing Bloodstained uh, recently. So Bloodstained, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And at the very end of the game, it felt like the, uh, the enemies got really tough. Like sometimes the enemies would like park off stage basically or they would put themselves inside a wall or a floor and attack you and you can't attack back and you're in these narrow corridors and Miriam is not uh that good at dodging stuff so I was just taking a ton of damage and I have to like restart the from save points all the time and I was like finally just uh, screw this I'm gonna cheese my way through the game so I sold every single item that I had that was except for like my main gear and then I bought, like, 99 potions. And then I just, like, drank a bunch of potions and kind of powered through to the final fight. And even if I wasn't doing the fight very well, I had 99 potions, and I just kind of st- powered through that way. I, st- I I, forced it to be over.
1: It kind of sucks, having to do that, take it through a game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I-, I wish there was a more natural progression of difficulty. It would have been... Uh, much more suitable ends to what I thought was, you know, a really fun game for a while. Overall, I would still recommend Bloodstained, but the ending, yeah, was a bit tedious. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much all I've been playing lately. Uh, Just uh, to recap, Dan, you've been playing Gato Roboto, Box Boy and Box Girl, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and I've been playing... Resident Evil Zero, and Fatal Frame, and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So uh, if you want to check out any of those, those are pretty much available a bunch of different places, like uh, most of those.
1: Yeah, my games are on Switch. At sw- least four of Switch. those games.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bloodstained is on Switch, PS4, Xbox, PC. Fatal Frame, a little older, but if you have a PS3, it's uh, 10 bucks on PS3. And then uh Resident Evil Zero is like ten bucks for uh like PS four, PS three, three sixty, all that stuff. So Well Dan, I think that does bring this episode of So Many Bits to a close. Uh thank you again for coming on, sharing the games you've been playing. Uh if you want people to find you, either in person or online, where can they find you?
1: If you want to come by to Portsmouth, New Hampshire and hang out, all for it. I need friends. Um But uh, otherwise, I'm on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter as much, but ain't got no tweets is my handle. So sometimes I tweet things, sometimes I don't. Other than that, I just would promote the uh, Weird Booze Week in Chicago series that I promoted last episode. So I'm not going to go through the whole pitch, but it's a fun web series that came out this summer, and there's 12 episodes, and uh, you should watch it. So check that out.
0: Awesome. Well as for us, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or download from Simplecast from Simplecast, from SoundCloud, from YouTube, or stream via Spotify. We play games, twitch.tv. We play games, twitch.tv slash so many bits, Wednesday and Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. Wednesdays for Magic the Gathering Online, MTG Arena, or other card games. Thursdays for a variety of games. Uh, some stuff I've played on stream is Super Mario Maker 2, Cuphead, uh, God of War. Uh, so, like, basically, tons of different genres, tons of different styles of game. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash so many bits, a $5 pledge gets you a gets you every episode a week early. And also you can find this podcast and other great ones at NerdLog.com under the podcast section. And last but not least, thank you very much for listening. Have a great summer.